Morning, everybody. As Ben said, my name's Paul. I'm one of the elders here at Jubilee Church, and it is my privilege to get to preach again this morning. Going to be continuing our series called Prioritising His Presence, and uh, this morning continuing looking at the Bible, which we started looking at last week. Uh, and so last week, we looked at how the Bible is one of God's primary gifts to us in order that through it, we might know and encounter him. And that's the whole point. Now, first of all, we want to just establish that we live under grace, right? When it comes to reading the Bible, you don't earn a higher position before God by reading the Bible. In fact, if you're a Christian, you literally could not be in a higher position than you already are. And so it's just simply not about that. And some of us might think, oh, no, we're going to talk about the Bible. Look, I just, I don't want to get all legalistic about it, okay? But last week we said that we need God to show us who he is. Otherwise, we've got no hope of knowing him. And the purpose of reading the Bible is to know and encounter Jesus through it. Imagine you discovered you had some awful deadly disease and then you found the cure, you wouldn't go, well, I'm not going to take my meds because I don't really want to be legalistic about it. Or to put it another way, as lockdown eases, when none of us are going to go, well, I'm not going to spend time with my friends and my family because I don't want to be legalistic about it. It's just not about that. Reading the Bible is good for us if you're a Christian. Um, yes, we live under grace, but actually we've been brought into a relationship with God. And this is one of the primary ways that we, that we know him. And so I want to say unashamedly, if you are a Christian, you should spend time in the word of God and you will only ever know an anemic version of a relationship with your savior if you choose not to. And to be frank, Jesus died for way more than that. So let me encourage you, if you're a Christian, read the Bible. It is a gift to us. So if we're agreed on that, then this week, really, we're just going to get practical. How do we go about reading the Bible? How do we go about getting it as part of our life? Because first of all, I think it is the project of a lifetime. And I find that quite helpful to think about it in that way. It just sort of manages my expectations as I approach reading the Bible. Because let's be real for a moment. As Jim was saying, the Bible, it's a big book. Right? It, there's just a lot in it. There's a lot of content. Next, it is an ancient book. And so it's not always an easy read. Next, it is written in different styles, many of which are completely unfamiliar to us today. And so it can be difficult. It can be confusing. It is also a book written into completely different cultural contexts than our own. And so much of it is kind of culturally alien to us. And so it can be a lot of work. There are multiple layers to the story of the Bible as it progresses. And so it can be hard to kind of follow which bits fit where and all that kind of thing. So there are lots of reasons why reading the Bible can be hard work. But I think more than that, actually, it just takes time, lots of time, like years and decades of time. It is the project of a lifetime. But I honestly find it really helpful to think about it in that way, because I think it takes the pressure off. Okay, you don't have to get everything the first time you read through the Bible. In fact, you don't have to get everything the 20th time you read through the Bible, but you will get it a bit more each time you read it. I think one of the mistakes I've made in the past is expecting that every time I sit down to read the Bible, I'm going to have this amazing encounter with God. And that's just not the case. Sometimes I'm with Jim. Sometimes I sit down, I read the Bible and I think, man, that was really quite boring. The, the silent murmurs in the room are all of agreement. I know. 
Sometimes I'll sit down and read the Bible and go, sure, cool, yep, that was nice, great, on I get with the rest of my day. And often though, I do sit down and read the Bible and it is deeper and more profound than that, but it's not every time. Reading the Bible is more about drip feeding over a lifetime than it is expecting a life-changing moment every time. Think of it more like a cliff face being slowly shaped over years and decades as each wave continually rolls against it. Another mistake that I've made in the past is reading the Bible with me as the focus. Okay, so I sit down and go, right, God, how does this bit apply to me and to my life? What do you have to teach me? How do I fit in here? Now, those are not always wrong questions to ask at all. Of course, God does speak to us through the Bible and instruct us and teach us through the Bible. But actually, what it produced in me at the time was I was a New Testament Christian. I only really read the New Testament and maybe Genesis from time to time because out of interest, really. But the rest of it just seemed so distant and unconnected to my life. And so I just didn't really bother. That's because I was approaching it in a me focused way. What does this say to me? How does this bit apply to me? And to be honest, much of the Old Testament didn't really seem to apply to me. So I just didn't bother for quite a long time. The longer I've been a Christian, the longer I've read and I've studied the Bible, I've realized that whilst it does all apply to me in different ways and does teach me lots, actually that's not primarily how it is written. Reading the Bible, trying to work out in every bit, how do I fit in here, what's, what, how does it directly apply to me, would be a little bit like, imagine if you were a hobbit. Okay, now for some of us, even in this room, it is easier to imagine that than others, isn't it, Joe Raybone? Good to be in the room with you, Joe. Um, imagine you were a hobbit in the Shire reading Lord of the Rings and you're reading it and you're going, well, where, do I, where am I in this scene? Where do I fit in? So you might be reading about like Frodo fighting Gollum or like Gandalf fighting the Balrog or the Battle of Helm's Deep or something. You're reading it sitting in the Shire going, where am I in this scene? How does it apply to me? Actually, if you read it like that, focusing on where do I fit into this bit? You would miss much of the whole story and what it's really about because you're focusing on the wrong thing. As a hobbit in the Shire, you do have a place in the story and actually you're massively affected by the story's outcome, but you're not actually the main character. You're not what the story is all about. If you read it looking for you in every scene, then you would miss what it's really about, which is the heroes in the center of the story. It's about Frodo and Samwise, Lord of the Rings this is, we're still on Lord of the Rings, not the Bible. It's, <laughs> it's about King Aragorn and Gandalf. They are who the story is really about, who they are and what they achieve. If you were a hobbit and you read the story like that, then you would find yourselves kind of getting to know the characters at the middle and you would realize eventually, oh right, so, I'm not the center. My life kind of needs to be oriented around the heroes, what, who they are and what they have done. So I've learned that reading the Bible, I think, is a bit like that. Okay, it is, the Bible is a long, on well, the Bible now, it is a long, complex, beautiful, engrossing, emotional story about a hero the greatest hero there ever was. Now, yeah, I benefit infinitely from who this hero is and from what he has done, what he has achieved. But my reading the Bible is not primarily to try and apply every little bit to me. My reading the Bible is to get to know the hero at the center of the story. Remember, this is what we said last week. 
the point, the primary reason for reading the Bible is to get to know in a living experiential way the main character. The more familiar you become with the story as a whole, the more familiar you become with the characters and that kind of thing, just the easier it becomes and the more you get to know the characters. Now, when the main character is the living God, that really is a life transforming thing. As you get to know it, the difficult, bit, difficult bits over time just become clearer because you're more acquainted with the whole story of who the characters are, how they work, how they react to things, who God is, where different parts of the story fit together. So I'm reading Isaiah at the moment, just in my kind of times at home, and, and I'm finding that, that is, I'm understanding it a bit more this time round. I'm, I'm kind of getting a bit more out of it this time round than I have done before, than I did last time, just because I'm a bit more familiar with the whole story. I'm a bit more familiar with the context of Isaiah and all of the other characters and what's going on in the nation, that kind of thing. So it just makes a bit more sense now reading it once again. You can get all sorts of different reading plans to help you read the Bible, and I'm sure they're all really helpful. For me personally, I've found the most helpful way to read the Bible is to read is to get a chronological reading plan that's kind of how i read it all the time now is literally where does this fit on a timeline where do all these different books fit in the story as a whole that's how i find it most helpful to read it takes time it takes years but i think it's so worth it so get to know the big story i honestly think that's probably the most helpful thing that i've learned over the years and there are some brilliant tools out there that can help us. We're not left on our own to navigate it all. Perhaps the most helpful one that I've come across and will be familiar to lots of us is one called the Bible Project. The Bible Project are a brilliant organization who basically, for the most part, what they do is they make videos, five, six, seven minute long videos, which are on YouTube or on their website. And all of their videos, they're about different characters in the Bible, different books of the Bible, different themes that run through the whole Bible. But every single one just helps you get to know the story as a whole. The how does the whole Bible work together? And I found them so, so helpful over the years. Honestly, they're really well made, really well animated. They're engaging. They're brilliant. I cannot recommend the Bible Project highly enough to you. Also, going into each of those videos, which are only sort of five, six minutes, is sort of 10 to 20 hours of teaching material and research and stuff that is behind it. And if you want to go a bit deeper, the Bible Project have made all of that material into a podcast. Now, you might you know, think that's a bit nerdy. I'm a nerd, so I like this kind of stuff, okay? But if you want to go a bit deeper, the Bible Project podcast is brilliant, again, at just helping you get the whole story and how it all hangs together. Next tip, read some commentaries. Again, you might be thinking, Paul, nah, mate, you're barking up the wrong tree. That's not me. I'm not going to read commentaries. Have you seen the size of those things and how confusing they are? Some of them are, okay? I don't often read ones like that. But recently, I've come across this series. This is a series called God's Word for You. This one is on Romans. I used this when Andrew and I went through our Roman series last year. They, they're working their way through the whole, whole Bible, different books, getting different authors to write on different books of the Bible. They're so good. They're so readable. They just take you one step deeper than you may get if you were just looking at the Bible on your own. They're really helpful. They're not complicated. They are an easy read, but they will take you deeper into the word of God. So let me recommend that series to you and others like it. Okay, some quick fire tips now. You ready? First one is read the Bible in big chunks. 
I used to be someone that I would read like a chapter of the Bible a day until I realized that a chapter in the Bible is the equivalent of about a page to a page and a half in any other normal book. It's just really short. And I would never just read a page and a half of a book and go, well, that's enough for today. I'll come back to that tomorrow. Okay, because it just is really disjointed. I would find that with the Bible. I'd read a chapter a day. Honestly, the next day, I've always forgotten what I read the day before. And so it just becomes really disjointed. Read big chunks. That's how it's meant to be read. If you've got 20 minutes, you can read the whole book of Ephesians and get the whole uh, like flow of the argument and the, uh, what Paul's trying to say there. If you've got an hour, you can read the whole book of Romans. Brilliant to do. Get the whole flow of it when you've got time. Next tip, listen to the Bible. We live in a very literary society, okay? And some of us might be thinking, listen to it. Does that even really count? Don't I have to get all sort of serious and studious and sit down and read the Bible? Well, yeah, cool. That's great. Honestly, that's absolutely brilliant to do. But when the Bible was written, it was actually written into oral societies, oral cultures, which means that most people didn't read and write. And so it was written to be heard. Someone would read it to everybody, like we're in the room now, would just read it out. And most people would listen to it. That's how they engaged with the Bible, with the scriptures. And so it was written to be listened to. And I found that actually listening to it is great because you don't have to find time to sit down and get all serious and studious. You can just fit it into your day what you, while you're doing other things. Listen to it while you're in the shower. Listen to it while you're driving somewhere. Listen to it while you're doing the washing up. It just goes in over time. It goes in and changes your life. When you do have time, listen to it and read it at the same time. I find that really, really helpful. It just seems to sink in better and stick with me better. Listen to it and read it at the same time, which will help you with my next quickfire point, which is memorize it. I know some of you will be going, Paul, sounding a bit super holy here, memorizing the Bible. Come on, I'm not sure that I'm that kind of person. To be honest with you, I think as a Christian, it's just plain sensible to memorize scripture because this is God's gift to us. It is a weapon for us to fight the good fight. One of the th things that the Holy Spirit does is in a moment of need, he will bring truth to your mind. He will bring the Bible to your mind, but only if it's already in your mind. If it's not, he's got nothing to work with. Memorizing scripture is a key weapon if you wanna fight the good fight. So do it. You might be thinking, Paul, it's just not me. I cannot do that. I'm one of those people who reads the Bible and then five minutes later, I can't remember any of it. My brain's like a sieve. You might be thinking that. I just, I just forget. Fine. Lots of people are like that. She won't mind me saying it. I'm married to one of those people. Okay. She told me yesterday she wouldn't mind me saying that. Uh, to quote someone called Don Smith, who is a, is a bit of a rough and ready legend of, of New Frontiers faith. Uh, and uh, he came and spoke to us once about pretty much this. And he said this, he said, what do you get if you run clean water through a sieve? A clean sieve. He's like, that's a beautiful thing. If that is your mind before God, and it's a bit like a sieve, at least have a clean sieve. All right. By washing it regularly in the word of God. My wife found that so enormously helpful. I've got a clean sieve, she said. It's great. Final thing, final quick fire things is, do you know, the Bible actually teaches us how to read the Bible in Deuteronomy chapter six. Now at this point, they only had what they called the law, but actually I'm pretty sure that it still all applies. So Deuteronomy chapter six and verse six says this, and these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. 
You shall, te- you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Three quick things from Deuteronomy chapter 6 then. What does it teach us about how to read the Bible? Firstly, night and day. It says when you lie down and when you rise, read the Bible, have it before you. What I think that just means is quite simple. Get in a good habit, get in a daily habit of reading the Bible. As you, I remember the first time I read through the Bible in a year, just tried to like actually do it every day for a year. And I just found that was a bit of a breakthrough for me because it just became part of my normal day in a way that I'd never been pretty like that disciplined with before but it was just became quite quickly it was just part of my day I knew if I'd missed it in the morning I was just aware of it and so I would make sure I did it before I went to bed it just it was quite quick it wasn't normal I mean it wasn't legalistic it just became normal read it night and day just get in a habit like anything when you get in a good habit it becomes easier becomes normal night and day next one it said put it on your doorposts what does that mean I think what that means is just having the bible continually before you Where you turn, there it is. What do you want to have continually before you? Let me tell you, whatever you have continually before your eyes, you will be shaped by. You will become like. What do you want to be shaped by in life? Do you want to have Netflix continually before you and be shaped by Netflix? Do you want to have YouTube continually before you and be shaped by all the nutty things that are on there? Or do you want to have the living word of God shape your life? Do you want to have the truth of God in a person delivered to us who we encounter through his word? Do you want to have him shape your life? And you need to have this continually before your eyes. I think that's what that verse means. And the final thing that Deuteronomy 6 tells us is to read it in community. This isn't just something we do on our own. We read it in community. We read it with our, in our context, in our small groups, in church, in our, in our, with our friends, with our families. If you're a parent, read the Bible with your kids. We have a story in the Gospels of Jesus aged 12, who was familiar enough with the Bible to be able to debate it with all the Bible nerds and experts in the temple. Okay, now I don't think you might think, well, that was Jesus, of course, you know, of course he could do that. I honestly don't think that that was just little holy four-year-old Jesus, you know, with the Bible like that. I think Mary and Joseph would definitely have had a hand in that. They took him regularly to places where he was exposed to the Bible. I imagine they talked about it at home. Imagine that, talking about the Bible with Jesus. That's weird, right? Two people did that. It's crazy. We'll meet them and talk to them about what it was like one day. Jesus, as a four-year-old, was exposed to that because of his parents. I absolutely believe that. If you're a parent, read the Bible with your kids, okay? Let's equip our children well. There's brilliant resources that you can find to do that. The Bible is God's gift to us that we might know and encounter Jesus through it. It is a big story where we are invited to know the main character. It is the project of a lifetime, but let us as God's people be people who are committed to abiding in his word. As we looked at last week, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Let's do that together. I'm just gonna pray for us quickly before I hand back to Ben. Jesus, thank you again for the gift of your word to us. Thank you that through it we can know you and you set us free. Lord, we pray, I pray for us 
that you help us to commit ourselves to the lifelong project that is reading and grappling with the Bible as individuals and as a community together, that we might be continually fortified in our faith, that we might know you daily, that we might walk the walk and run the race and fight the good fight, equipped by the gifts that you have given us in your word and your spirit. Help us, Jesus, we pray. Amen.